It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. This is Savvy Psychologist. I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. This week, let's talk about depression, which is like a salad. So hear me out on this one, because salads come in a staggering variety, right? A leafy green house salad, a creamy macaroni salad, even a jello salad. These are all salads. So How do you group together such disparate examples? Well, two things. First, a salad is a variety of foods. You can't have one ingredient and call it a salad. And second, a salad is bound together with a common dressing. And so it is with depression, with nine different hallmark symptoms of which you need five or more for an official diagnosis, there are hundreds of possible combinations. But across those combinations are some commonalities, Think of these as the dressing that pulls a salad together. No matter what constellation of depression symptoms you have, it probably includes three things. According to a study of almost 1,200 depressed individuals in the super prestigious journal Nature Medicine, 97% of people with depression struggle with their mood, feeling chronically unhappy, hopeless, or helpless. A tad more than 96% have what's called anhedonia, which is when pleasure and satisfaction get crushed like a cigarette butt under a stiletto heel. And 94% feel wiped out, call it tired, fatigued, or exhausted. Whatever you call it, it's feeling about as energetic as a sloth in slow-mo. But after those three, there is a huge range of symptoms and hundreds of possible profiles, the equivalent of ambrosia versus tabbouleh. And to make things more complicated, some of the symptoms are opposites. So for example, losing your appetite or eating everything that's not nailed down are both symptoms, as is feeling agitated and restless, feeling like you've been fitted with some cement shoes, or worse, both. No matter the combination, depression is serious. The World Health Organization ranks depression as the third most common burden of disease worldwide and projects that by the year 2030, it'll be number one. Now, with so many possibilities, you'd think depression would be hard to treat. And it can be. But there is hope on the horizon. The study in Nature Medicine I mentioned found that fMRI scans can sort people into four distinct neurophysiological subtypes of depression, which in turn can help predict what treatments might benefit them. But until fMRI scans or other biological measures become a part of diagnosis, we have to rely on the OG method of symptom detection self-report. So when we listen to the experiences of people with depression, what do we hear? Some distinct profiles. And this week, from a by no means comprehensive list, here are five. 
Type number one is morning melancholy. Officially called the melancholic subtype, some researchers argue this profile should actually be its own diagnosis. Because this type of depression is bleak and profound. Life's pleasures evaporate. Nothing feels good. And even with a nice surprise or some good news, cheering up is just a blip and disappears after a few minutes. Therefore, it makes sense that folks with this type have no desire to go out or do their favorite things, or for that matter, eat, because what's the point? It makes no difference. To top it off, in addition to feeling despondent or empty, another common emotion is guilt. Guilt about being ill, guilt about being alive. And the melancholic type is worst in the morning. Folks often report an improvement in mood and energy as the day goes on. But to add insult to injury, waking up hours before the alarm is common, which prolongs the worst of the misery. Type number two is anxious distress. So a study in the appropriately named journal Anxiety and Depression assessed 260 individuals with depression and found that a whopping 75% of them met criteria for what's called the anxious distress specifier. So anxiety is part of why depression often flies under the radar. So anxiety is part of why depression often flies under the radar because we usually think of depression as feeling sad or not being able to get out of bed. We don't think of it as feeling restless and fidgety, tense and exhausted, or being unable to get anything done because we're distracted by worries and our attention span has shrunk to that of a fruit fly. Neither do we think of depression as a creeping dread that something awful is around the corner, nor the idea that we're suddenly going to snap and totally lose it. But depression can be those things. And according to an article in The Lancet, anxiety is the tadpole to the frog of depression. It comes first, usually one or two years before, and then morphs into a different form. In other words, if we worry ourselves into a depression, anxiety can be both a precursor to and a symptom of that depression. Furthermore, the older we get, the more anxious our depressive episodes become. Is great Aunt Mildred crying and freaking out over nothing again? It's not just aging or eccentricity. It's a reason to see the doctor. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... I got a charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh, hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. From muddy jungle paths to snowy trails to rolling sand dunes, the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder is ready to take you to some of the most phenomenal destinations on Earth. In a Pathfinder, it's more than just the arrival. The real excitement comes from the ride to get there. With seven drive modes, Pathfinder's available intelligent four-wheel drive is built for some of the most epic journeys. So chase bigger, better, more exciting adventures in the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Intelligent four-wheel drive cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. The third type of unofficial depression is lingering trauma. So a meta-analysis of 57 different studies 
totaling nearly 7,000 participants with PTSD, found that more than half also had depression. And interestingly, there was a hierarchy among traumas. Survivors of military trauma and other person-to-person assaults, like rape or sexual abuse, were more likely to have depression than those who had survived non-interpersonal traumas, like natural disasters. And this makes sense. Person-to-person traumas in particular change your beliefs about the world. Like, I can't trust anyone. People can turn on you at any moment. If I show any vulnerability, people will exploit my weakness. And those are profoundly depressing. In addition, it's possible that trauma and depression are a two-way street. Let's take the trauma of bullying. Of course, getting bullied can link directly to depression, but it's also probable that kids who already grapple with depression, kids who already feel helpless and self-critical, are easier targets for the bullies of the world. Type number four is loss. The death of a loved one, a romantic breakup. Although the circumstances are very different, they both represent a loss. And there's no right way and no deadline to heal from a loss, but sometimes the natural healing process gets stuck, and the result can be depression. And while quote-unquote depression is technically one of the five stages of grief, clinical depression that stretches on and on isn't a stage, it's a problem. Now, a fascinating study in the American Journal of Psychiatry looked at almost 5,000 people with depression to see if whatever prompted their depression was associated with particular symptoms. And an interesting profile emerged for depression caused by a breakup or death. There was sadness for sure, and not being able to find pleasure in anything, those make sense. But interestingly, eating and sleeping also fell by the wayside. Now, in some kinds of depression, people will stuff their feelings with food or sleep as a way to escape, but with loss and grief, both sleep and appetite evaporated. It's as if the body goes on strike. And finally, Type number five is failures and setbacks. So losing a job, failing out of school, or otherwise failing in spectacular or public fashion sometimes sparks depression. This particular kind of depression goes along with bone-crushing fatigue, sleeping too much, and a pervasive pessimism, none of which is particularly conducive to job hunting or making up those incomplete classes. It's as if the phrase, I just can't, were a syndrome. A couple additional symptoms of failure-related depression are guilt and rumination. And following a failure, it makes sense that individuals ruminate on what went wrong and what they could have done differently. Spinning those thoughts around and around like a car's wheels spinning on ice, all of which leads to the emotion of guilt. Now, there are exceptions to all of these types. Just as panzanella, egg salad, and tuna niçoise are all legit salads, exceptions to all five of these types are all legit depression. Because depression isn't exactly known for being neat and easily categorized, but it is treatable. There's no need for you or anyone you love to suffer. And while treatment can sometimes feel like more of an art than a science, the earlier you begin, the more effective it is. Though even if you've been depressed for decades, there is hope. And then you can start enjoying the ambrosia of life again. Savvy Psychologist is audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg and edited by Karen Hertzberg. As always, Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and doesn't substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. And this news, 
This coming Tuesday, May 14th, marks the release of the paperback of my book baby, How to Be Yourself, Quiet Your Inner Critic, and Rise Above Social Anxiety. And if I do say so myself, it is a helpful gift for the new graduate in your life. A lot of readers have mentioned to me, I wish I had this when I was just starting out after college, or when I moved to New York, or Chicago, or Singapore, and didn't know anyone except my coworkers. I wish I had known what's in this book. So check it out for yourself, or hand it off to your favorite young or young at heart adult. I hope it's helpful and validating and allows you to be your true self. So thank you so much for listening and continuing to support the podcast and the book. I will see you next week for a happier, healthier month. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen, remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, 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 of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.